Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Anchor Up and Chill with me, your host Mario Gell. I don't know if I'll ever have anybody else on here hosting it, so I don't know why I always say that intro, but I always will. I promise, so you know who I am and what I'm doing. So this is episode number eight. Um, I thought it was an episode number nine. My uh, computer, the way I actually organize files on my computer is like my brain. It's all over the place. But anyways, I'm sitting in my hot office over here in Plumas County. I'm about to take off to the Trinity River to go stay at my place and go guide on the lower sack for a couple of days. Maybe go fish some other water tomorrow, um, Friday evening. But uh, staring at my cute little dog here. He's inside this hot, hot, hot room. Um, it's really hot up here still. Uh, we did get some nice weather. It's been an awesome summer. We did get some rain yesterday. Um, my girlfriend did say that, uh, my wonderful lady, uh, partner, um, beautiful woman. Uh, anyways, she had said that we've gotten already six rain events when last year we've had none and fingers crossed and thankful to whoever controls that. And why, well, mama nature controls it, uh, that we haven't had fires up here in the Sierras, of course, people say don't say that out loud, but I'm not superstitious, and um, it's been an epic summer. No uh, crazy fires. Last year uh, was nuts. Dixie Fire was crazy. Um, still feeling for those people. Uh, it's just such a bummer that that happened, but it's been an awesome summer. I haven't been really working too much. I really wish that I'd have more trips, but I'm working on it, and uh, I did have an awesome opener. I will touch on that later uh, for the lower sack. That was super fun, but... Um, just thanks for tuning back in. I'm back here, guys. This is, you know, the podcast will always be every once in a while. I'm never going to be on a schedule. Uh, it just, if I had to be on a schedule, it goes against, like, this, like, premise of why I left the tech industry, right? I, I can't have a structured, tell you know, this is what I have to do type of life. I, I kind of like to live my life by the seat of my pants and and live my life uh, in a way where it's um sort of, like, off the cuff. As long as I can pay for my rent, buy some some food and get my lady some presents. I'm good enough. And if it, if it requires that I have to do it on a scheduled basis, I don't know what I would do. I hated it when I had that life in the tech industry. I don't know if anybody of you ever have, heard, have known that before listening to this, but I used to be in the tech industry. I was in the tech industry out of the Silicon Valley for 13 years. Now I'm running Taco Flyco and things have been fun. And I'm so grateful for all of you for tuning in. Um, so since our last episode, if you haven't listened to the last episode, it was with it was with James Park from Red Truck Fly Fishing, um, awesome human being. He's running a great brand, just something that I, I love to uh, talk about and promote because having his fly fishing company um, out there and welcoming new anglers, any angler that wants to do it whatever way is super refreshing. So have a listen to that if you haven't listened to it already. He also talks about his story on the wet uh, swing fly or the wet swing fly podcast as well um that's a really good episode there's links in that show notes in episode seven so check it out um summer okay well uh just to kind of uh, update um i broke my toe at the start of the summer uh, it was right when the hex hatch was starting uh, it was horrible i had a client up here when a client slash friend i call all my friends clients clients i'm sorry i call all my clients friends um but uh, so I invited him up here to come up and hang out, go mountain biking, and then we were going to go do the hex hatch. And I broke my toe mountain biking. I was going about 30 miles an hour down the hill doing a nice long right hand turn. This is like one of my favorite fastest sections of, of the Mount Huff um, area in, in, in Quincy. 
Um, it's actually uh, one of my favorite trails. It's super flowy for those people that don't know what that means. A flowy trail in mountain biking is it's like fast and it has nice ups and downs and slow turns and lefts and rights. It's really awesome. It's in my backyard. Um, it's right here in Quincy, Mount Huff. Anyways, I was smashing. It's one a section where I held a, a, a pretty good time via Strava. If you don't know what that is too, it's a it's like a it's like a tracking mechanism on your phone that shows how fast you are compared to other people. I'm not saying I'm fast or anything, but I do like to go fast. And I was going fast. I hadn't ridden in a while. My foot popped off the pedal. I ride flats, which means I'm not connected to the bike. Um, it's kind of like an ode to my downhill roots and I kicked a rock going about 30 miles an hour. So don't do that. Uh, if you are outside and you want to kick a rock that's sitting there that looks like it's mobile and small, you can do that. But if you're on a bike and you're going 30 miles an hour or if you're in your car going 30 miles an hour and you kick a giant rock that's stuck in the ground, something bad's going to probably happen. And I mean, of course, it was an accident. I was really thankful and lucky uh, that nothing else had happened. It was just a broken toe. I actually thought that when I was going to look down at my toe and foot, that it was actually going to be turned backwards. That's how hard I kicked it. But luckily, I was wearing proper mountain bike shoes. Um, and uh, yeah, so my client was like, dude, you were going fast, buddy. And I was like, yeah, that's what I like to do. And so I broke my toe at the start of the hex hatch. We were supposed to do the hex hatch that evening after riding and that didn't work out that way so um that's how i started my summer and my uh hex hatch season um so we ended up actually going to lake davis and that was super fun we caught some fish we fished together and those fish were awesome it was cool because in california we did get a cold snap and uh we had some storms in june which there was snow which i mean was insane and epic um so the fishing actually was really good at Davis. The temperatures were perfect. And uh, so I had a broken toe. My first time I had broke a toe. And the thing in my head, and I'm thinking, I have trips. I have at least 9 to 10 hex hatch trips. I am i can't cancel on it. So on a broken toe, you can walk a little bit, but it hurts. I thought I'd be fine. Um, I had to call all my clients and let them know, you know, I'm, I'm going to have a broken toe when we go out. You're going to probably have to help me with a few things. I had a cane and everything. Uh, but uh, that led me into the hex hatch, and the hex hatch was epic. Um, if you didn't make it up here for the hex hatch this year, uh, even if you didn't come with me, I mean, it was awesome. It's, it's a really rad experience. Uh, the spot's blown for sure. There's a lot of people here now. Um, there's a lot of people at that spot where we go. But there's a lot of fish. Uh, it, it was epic fishing. Um, I could show you how to do it. So if you're interested in doing that next year, let me know. Let's get it on the calendars. There's some camping spots up here. So if you don't want to get a hotel, you can camp up here. I uh, had clients camp right on the water. Um, friends, again, clients, friends, friends, clients. Um, had a blast. It was so much fun. And I got to fish a lot, which was really cool because I didn't get to really fish a lot during the Trinity Steelhead season. So for the hex hatch, I was able to participate with some of the friends, and I was able to get some nice fish to the net. One of the highlights was a big old massive brown, probably about 8 pounds. People that were around us were catching things like around 15 pounds, 12 pounds. I mean, obviously, it's like kind of like a lottery um, out there. As long as you're in the right strike zone, it doesn't really matter your pattern. I mean, it can make a difference a little bit, but... I'll be honest. I, I think that uh, it's about it's about uh, what depth you're at at a certain time of the day. If you're presenting the right fly, depending on if the hex are, hexes are coming up or if they're not coming up, all that stuff. Um, obviously, everyone like buttholes has their own opinion about how 
um, uh, uh, how to do it. But uh, it was good. Every trip was really successful. We caught a bunch of fish. We caught fish in the middle of the day. We caught fish in the evening. We caught fish on dries. We caught fish stripping. Uh, one day we did catch a 24-inch rainbow on dry Mac. That was badass. It was like pretty much in the dark, and these big old bows were coming through and eating on top. That was just amazing. We caught like three or four, or he did, and I was just rowing around. It's just like you're kind of stalking them, and there's just giants around, and it's so freaking cool and fun. Um, deep water indicator fishing. If that, uh, makes you cringe, I apologize, but it's super fun. Fly fishing is fly fishing when you have a fly rod and you're using a fly. That's the way I look at it. Um, deep water indicator fishing is super effective in the summer and any time of the year. In fact, if the, if the fish are deep and I got a new fish finder and I'm able to see them down there and we're able to hook those fish in pretty deep water. Again, if you want more details and more, uh, information on how to do that, book me for next year. Um, we also did get a bunch of really big browns this year. This year, the big browns were out. They've always been in that lake, Lake Almanor. It's no secret. It's just how you find them and the time of the year uh, when you go pursue them. Uh, let's get it. Uh, hit me up for next year. Um, so after the hex hatch, uh, I sort of prepared myself for it because July gets slow. I had two weeks off, I and then you know, still had the broke toe, and my nephew was coming up to visit. Um, so I kind of was just chilling, kind of taking care of stuff around the house and trying to heal, but wasn't really healing cause I was still fishing, walking around, doing things. Um, yeah, I wasn't really relaxing. I was taking trips here and there and, um, never was really off of it too long. So it, it, it actually did hurt for about seven weeks. Um, I'd say about the eight, 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 eight point five weeks in is when I started to finally be able to walk normal. Um, took two weeks off and, uh, it was really nice and I prepared myself for the, uh, lower Sacramento river opener. Um, that's another thing. If you've never done it, you got to do it. It's insane. It's five days of epic, epic fly fishing in Northern California. We caught tons of fish and we caught many fish that were really, really big. Um, it's epic. It, it, these fish in the lower sack, I mean, I'll just keep saying it over and over. It's badass. I have, uh, you know, videos of, of Ashley, my home girl. Thank you, Ashley, for booking me. Um, I'm so appreciative of your support. Uh, of her just so stoked on the fish that we caught and the numbers of fish that we caught. Um, and, you know, it's humbling. It's a humbling experience. It's not a guarantee. You, you have to learn how to fight those fish. And at, at that time of the year, the caliber of fish, uh, you're, they're, they're big fish. And they, they're going to yank on you and they're going to break your heart if you, you know, don't fight them correctly. And um, the opener was epic. I'm so grateful for everyone that booked a trip. I was booked for five days in a row. I got to take a couple days off after the five days because I needed it. You know, I put a post up um, on the Instagram account talking, you know, a little bit about like why I don't go too 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 much in a row because it just it, it I don't want to be a gump, grumpy guide. I always want to be a happy guide. I don't want to be the guy that's an asshole because I'm on my 15th day straight and then. I'm mean to you, you know, but I'm not dissing the other guys that do it. If they could do it, they could do it. But me, I had to take a couple days off and then the fishing was still good into the next week and the evenings in the lower sack right now are still epic and around that time, evenings are fire. Um, so look me up for next year for the opener. Uh, the lower sack fishes pretty much all year round. Um, I already got trips lined up for the egg drop for when the salmon come in and those trout are eating all the beads or eggs, uh, excuse me, um, yeah, it's super fun. Uh, the lower sack opener was epic. Some of the highlights, I'd say, is, you know, the numbers and then the stoke. I actually have a rad story. Um, you know, 
so I had Ashley and Lisa on my boat the first day. So as a new guide, newer guide, and, and this is actually awesome, you know, for, for me to have two women on my boat, which I wasn't the only guy out there with two women on their boat for the opener, you know, but just to have two women on my boat stoked, having a blast, like I'm lucky, you know, as a guide, because one, they bring such a solid vibe to the river. Um, they're, they're stoked. They're genuinely excited. It's not just like a, uh, an ego thing, you know, it's, it's a good vibe. It's a rad experience, you know, having these, these, these two stoked out badass fly fisher women. I mean, they were fishing better than a lot of the men out there. No diss to anybody else. I actually did get confirmation from other guides that these two women ripped and they, they were, uh, just, I mean, amazing casters. They were on point, um, you know, figuring out, uh, Lisa has been, she's a local, so she knows how to fish the water. It was Ashley's first time on the lower sack. So it was a learning curve, you know, but once she got on it, it was just fire. I mean, lots of really nice fish and, uh, having them on the boat was stoked because, you know, they genuinely were excited. They're genuinely saying like, yeah, they're stoked. And they're yelling for other boats and they're, they're cheering for other boats. And then when they get a fish, they're stuck. Like I'm actually getting chills talking about it because that type of vibe for me, it's priceless. It's like it defines everything why I do this. And I went and got a burger later on in the night, and there was a guide out there, uh, or at the at the bar, and <clears throat> two of them and their clients, and they were like, "Dude, we were just talking about you guys, and we were just saying like how it was such cool energy to have you guys out on the water, and how it was like needed, you know." Because there was like some, there's always some funk going on, whether if it's not like with boats vibing on other boats or whatever, because it's a, it's a madhouse. And honestly, there, there, there was like probably 20 boats within view upriver and downriver. Personally, I don't mind that. I like it. As long as people are chill and cool, um, that, that probably was part of the reason why we had so much fun was because our boat was filled with a bunch of stoked vibes, you know, but they, they said, and even their clients were saying like, having you guys out on the river and, or, or, you know, your boat and those ladies, like they brought an energy we all needed. And even his client was like, dude, he, they made me want to have more fun. And that's just like music to my ears. And it just makes me so stoked to be able to do this and continue to like meet the people I meet and take the people I take out. I mean, it's no bullshit. I like to try to have fun and I want to promote that with people in my boat and to hear, you know, the feedback come back from another guide and say, um, and their clients that, that it was a privilege to have our boat in the, in the mix of things, um, because it was just, it made it a better experience for everyone else. So thanks for saying that guys, you know, who you are, I don't want to say no names, but, um, thank you for sharing that. It really meant a lot to us. And Ashley, thank you again, again, always, always thank you for booking Taco Flyco Fly Fishing Outfitter Tours. Ah, check us out at tacoflyco.com or call us at 408-838-6047 to book your smiles and fun today. That's my commercial right there. Um, yeah, so I'm booking trips, guys, already for the Trinity River. It's I'm really excited. Uh, that's my home. I don't know if I'll ever play it out. You know, of course, people guide in so many different areas in Northern California. I'm excited where I'm at what I do. And uh, Trinity River, I'd love to get you on a, a second float, a third float, a fourth float, a first float. Um, I do live on a property that is an Airbnb. You can rent the Airbnb. And we could put it in the backyard, of course, if the fish are in that area. But um, that's an, an amazing experience because you wake up basically and I we make coffee. Um, of course, we'll barge your Airbnb and come inside and say good morning, maybe use the restroom. 
uh, and uh, we'll launch at the Airbnb. So if that sounds interesting to you, let's get it on the books. Come on out to California, Trinity River, catch some steelhead. Um, these steelhead are awesome. Um, if you've been listening to the podcast or following Taco Flyco, you know how much I love that place. So let's get those uh, trips booked up. I, I, I'm already, it's really cool. Um, October's looking great. And I'm just, I'm so amazed that the business is starting to kick off, you know, and it, it I, I, I'd heard this might come where I'm going to get more future trips booked, you know, and I'm just trying to do my best, doing my best job at being a guide and making sure people have a good time. So they do come back and that I do maintain business. Um, um, so I'm honored and I'm stoked and would love to get you on the boat. Uh, we, we've got all winter long to do it all fall and winter and early spring. So let's get that. Trip's coming up. I'm going to San Diego to go visit some family, and then I'm out off to Montana. I don't know if this is like a thing that I should share, but I'm actually going with a company who's been supporting me. I'm not going to say the name yet because I'll wait until they put out whatever they're putting out, and they've actually invited me to come out, and it's going to be cool. I'm going to get to meet some people over um uh this on this trip that I've never got to meet before, and you know they like fly fishing. I think it's excuse me as much as I do. And, um, so I'll get to hang with them, have some beers with them, uh, fish some rivers. I'm excited for that and see what happens. Um, you know, this company that's been supporting me, uh, they've been doing it for quite a while, you know, with no strings attached. It's more or less about, you know, um, the agreement that we, 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 that I share their information or I share their, their, their support. Right. And like I said, I will once the time is right about the trip after the trip because I don't want to blow it up. It could be a surprise or something. But um, I'm just super grateful that I get to be a part of that. And, you know, being a person of color for anybody that that has followed the taco story and know I, I am supported by brown folks fishing. They are my family. I love them so much. They, they've always made me feel like, you know, this pursuit in, in the fly fishing industry and fishing industry in itself. Like I'm supported by a group of people who've been through something, things that I've been through. And this actually brings up like some experiences I recently had. Um, you know, I, I sometimes forget that I'm a person of color. And like, I think that it's, it's hard to express to people if you've never experienced it. But, you know, I, I've my whole life sometimes like, you know, I'm getting stared at more in the store than anybody else. Yeah, maybe a teenager gets stared at, but I'm a grown man and I have people staring at me like I'm going to steal something. You know, the self check checkout aisle in a grocery store. I actually have finally decided I'm not going to go through that aisle anymore. Why? Because what I expected to happen happened to me and it happened in Redding, California. And that was me checking out with my sandwiches that I always do. I'm an honest person. I do not steal. I used to when I was a kid, like a teenager, like we all did. Maybe you didn't, but I did. Every once in a while when I was a teenager, right? Like a kid. I'm talking 15 years old because that's what we did. We dared each other, whatever. I don't steal stuff, right? And, And I'm checking out and three sandwiches I got are exactly the same. And I know for a fact they're the same. You know, I used to work in a grocery store. I used to do checkout in 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 a restaurant. You know, I I know how to use a, a scanner, and I'm scanning three sandwiches. Sorry about that. I I hit the mic, but I'm scanning three sandwiches, one, two, three, and this lady two check stands over. Excuse me, sir. While she's checking someone out, you need to check those out one at a time. Okay, that's their rules, right? But she was eyeballing me. 
I mean, from who knows how long, how far away, and checking me out in that lane. And that's 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 like that's where it's you know it's it's touchy subject because I am a person of color and sometimes I forget. And you know, I got tattoos and people judge you and what they judge people by the way they look. There's no question. And if if you disagree with that, that's fine. I I, I don't have to like justify or I don't have to say you're wrong because you, obviously you're entitled to your opinion but to encounter that like it sucks man and it was a harsh reminder and then there was like another thing that happened to me in another mountain town up here the weekend after the opener week and I went to Downeyville California and Downeyville California has tons of mountain bikes right and <clears throat> it was weird uh, I haven't had this happen in a while the last time this happened actually my friend across the street was like why was that cop staring at you and I go dude because it's me you know so so the last time this this happened before this this it was here in my town right and I was going into the post office and I saw my friend and she goes hey what's up Mario I'm like what up how you doing I saw this cop on the left and he was eyeballing me from the moment I parked my truck and she watched the whole thing from the post office like me parking him staring me down and staring at me the whole walk into the post office. And she stops me and goes, dude, why is he staring at you? I go, you know what? It That's just how it's been my whole life. And, you know, I brush it off. I've brushed those things off in my life. You know, I if you follow my personal account, you know, I was beat by cops when I was a kid. I've, I shared that story on my account. I was I was hit by a flashlight in my own house by cops like it sucked. And um. It it, it 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 hurts. I mean, it's it, it's a long lasting thing, and then I just continue my life and don't let it bother me, right? Because it's just how it is, right? Just how life is, and it, it sucks. It's like that, you know, being a person of color, but it is. Well, anyways, I was at this um, uh, mountain bike place in Downeyville, California, and I came around the corner, and this cop would not stop staring me down. This is the same week where this other lady was telling me, sir, you need to check those out, you know, it's just coincidental, I guess, maybe, maybe, like I said, maybe I forget that I get judged, but this cop would not stop staring at me, and I mean, he was staring at me so hard, I could see him staring at me in the reflection, and I, my assumption is that, because in Downeyville, there's, there's bikes everywhere, I mean, $10,000 bikes everywhere, and, you know, maybe, I, I don't know. I don't know what he was thinking, but I mean, I got, I, I was like so intimidated by his, his just, just mugging me that I like tried to open the door to go into a coffee shop and it was like a door to a residence. So I was just like, oh shit, like this guy's still watching me try to go into this person's house because I was nervous, man. And it's, it sucks. So anyways, this, this company has supported Taco Flaco since it's kind of like started to make, you know, some, some ripples in the fly fishing industry. And I'm just super appreciative of it because I know what it's like for them to put their association to a person like me and say it or not. I mean, it's, it's existence. I mean, it exists. Okay. And I don't want to get too much into it, but Megan, my lady, was like, you should share that story. And I'm like, dude, I should. You know, I that's what this platform is for, right? Is for me to share my experiences as being a fly fishing guide in California, but also just me being me. And, 
it is it is something that's it's 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 a it's a touchy subject because people everyone's always got their own definition of of what racism is and what profiling is and what that entails but until it happens to you un, uh, inappropriately and also like like multiplied in a way where it's I've talked to my friends who are white I've talked to my friends that are Mexican that are actually of more pale skin and they're like dude I don't I've never had that, you know, and I feel like too, like part of my like punk rock young self got all these tattoos on my arms to be kind of like a fuck you to society, you know, like stare at me, stare me down, look at me, but look at what I can do. You know, I was a sales engineer in a software company forever. You know, I've created my own fly fishing company and stuff. And part of, I think like my younger self is always kind of like, yeah, let's let's br bring it on. Like stare me down, you know, lady. Tell me to 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 that I'm need to check out these sandwiches correctly. Like profile me from across the store, but other times it it's just a, a harsh reminder that it's still out there. And I don't know. So if you've ever had that experience, think about it. Share it with me. I'd like to know. Um, if you haven't, hopefully hearing this, you kind of get an idea coming from somebody like me who's pretty open to everything and everyone like I don't care who you are just as long as you're not an asshole like I'm down for you I'm you know I'm, I'm down to chill I'm down to hang out I'll have a beer with anybody I'll have a beer with a trumper let's say that I'm not a trumper I'll, I'll have a beer with the trumper but as long as they're not an asshole to me like then we're cool but it's like when you profile me and you put me into this box of a person that you think I am because of how I look or the way I carry myself like that shit's whack and um, yeah, it hurts, man. It hurts. But I'm also down for it because I am, uh, I am inherently a warrior and I'm down, not a warrior, just the warriors fan, but I'm saying a warrior. It's in my blood. So like, that's where that bring it attitude comes from. So hopefully that makes you understand more about like my personality and where, where I do get that fire from. It's in my blood. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's actually like my peoples. That's what they were. They were warriors and they were gnarly. <laughs> so I think that um, helps define more or less where my fire comes from. But anyways, I'm excited for that trip. It's going to be fun. And I get to meet a lot of people. And am I the token brown guy, guys? I don't know. You know, and if I am, it's all good because it's a free trip. <laughs> and also too it's free advertising for my company and stuff and genuinely like I said I think people are authentic in this in this in this brand and they've been supportive of me and helped me with my guiding um uh, uh you know my my gear and stuff like that and so yeah more on that later and I'd love to be able to talk and continue that conversation about you know fly fishing and and being like a guy like me and uh anyways um Alaska, it's coming up, uh, AK Taco Tour. So I was supposed to make a video about the about the trip from last year, and I have not done it. <laughs> so I apologize, everyone who came on that Taco Taco Tour last year. But it's like bandwidth, and um, I don't know. Maybe I'll make it before we leave. Maybe I'll just make a quick reel or something for the Instagram account. But the AK Taco Tour is coming up. If you didn't get to make it on this trip, um, try to come next year. It's super rad, guys. I mean, I can't express you know how how cool these trips are it's just a really fun experience to get these people groups of people together to go out and have a good time um you know fish for some rainbows and some steelhead we do have a, a rainbow and steelhead trip 
Um, so if you didn't get to make it this year, next year, I'm really hoping that this lodge works out for us and that we're able to continue this next year. They're affordable. I don't know what the pricing will be like next year, depending on the options that we do choose. I think I'm going to try to add some flyouts next year. Um, so that will, of course, increase the pricing. Um, but I'm excited. It's going to be fun. So basically three and a half weeks on the peninsula, ripping, uh, doing things. Um, oh, actually, I have a cool story. I do have somebody who f tried to at me on a meme this meme was from like one of these accounts this instagram meme accounts where it like makes fun of people who go to alaska and they have fun and they share their experience on instagram like it's actually something to make fun about somebody about i don't get it but anyways somebody added me like this is you guys and it, i was like what are you talking about and he goes you guys were just in Alaska and you're sharing all your stuff. And this is great. I love, I love fucking with trolls. And, and I'm like, I don't even know what you're saying. This is actually like right when we got back from Alaska last year. And I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. He's like, you were just in Alaska. I was like, no, we weren't. And he's like, yeah, your page shows you guys were just there. I'm like, dude, you're fucking tripping. I don't know what drugs you're on, bro, but we weren't in Alaska, but I, I don't know. It's weird because Alaska's epic fishing. I mean, Anytime you go there, it's awesome. But there's actually meme accounts that make fun of going to Alaska. Like, what the fuck? That's that's all they have to do <laughs> is to make fun of people going to Alaska. But anyways, I trolled the troll. It was awesome. I thought I would share that experience with you guys because it was actually really funny because the guy was obviously like, what the fuck? And in my head, I'm thinking the fucking uh, owner of this meme account is watching this, watching me and this guy talking, you know, like. And, and if that was going on on my account and somebody was trying to troll somebody and then the troll got trolled, I would be like sharing that like crazy because trolling trolls is, is fun. I love doing that. And um, anyways, so hopefully that happens again. And yeah, you will see a lot of content of us in Alaska. If that gets to be a bummer, I'm sorry. Maybe you can be a part of that content and come next year. Um, so guys, I think that I'm going to end my clothing, uh, line. I, it's just, well, the, the print to order stuff, I don't, nothing comes out of my pocket to get it out there, but you know, putting out extra effort to make custom hats and custom sun hoodies and custom hoodies and stuff like that. Like I wanted to be a clothing company first and then I turned it into a guide service, but the clothing side is just not, it's just, it's just not working out. And for me, it's, it's, I can't provide wholesale. It, my business the model doesn't really allow it because I am an outfitter so why would fly shops buy my gear when I'm my own outfitter so it just doesn't make sense for me to continue it on so what you see in the store is probably going to be what's left I might do one run of hats per year maybe I don't know it's going to depend on if I want to have a, a, a specific style hat on my head for the year you know so what's left guys is what's left and I might just do the print to order stuff and it won't be fully custom. It's just going to be stuff you can get um, that will have, you know, cool logos that I'll have artists make or I'll make or something that's not going to be full custom. So the print to order stuff, if you don't know what that is, basically you sign up, you make an account. Anybody can do it. It's very, very simple. You can basically make an account through a third-party application, put it on your store, and when someone orders it, they, they print it and send it out to the person. So I don't have to do anything to get that done i make a few dollars here and there off those shirts but it's not as lucrative as it is when you buy um uh bulk and so yeah um i thought i wanted to share that on the podcast because you know the taco fly co clothing side has been pretty successful but how you define success 
monetarily is different in in this well how can i explain it it, it, it it's out there People are rocking taco hats all around the country. I have people rocking taco hats in New Zealand, in Canada, in Italy, in Argentina. And like, that's so fucking cool. And I I am so stoked and grateful that that was a thing for a while. But it's also starting to get to be um, a decision. It's like at the point, like, where do I decide on making this either a clothing company or a guide service? And I just don't think the clothing side is going to be as big as it, it has been in the past. So I wanted to share that with my podcast peeps because I think it's important to be transparent in the way I'm running my business because as a as a supporter, I want you all to know what I'm doing. And that's part of what this podcast is about, you know. Um, so uh, there's that. Um, I want to go to Cuba. I got an option uh, opportunity to go out there. If you want to go, it's going to cost around $5,000. Um, and let's get it. I'd love to get you out there, guys. If you if if you've ever wanted to go to Cuba and this sounds interesting to you, just hit me up and let me know you're down. We've already got like five people, which is enough, but I have room for five more. So you know that's on my notes here, and I had to bring it up um, after just so you know that that's what I want to do. I actually want to continue hosted fly fishing trips around the world. Um, I think that that's something that I genuinely enjoy is to see other people smile. It's it's always been something that I've been, I mean, I was a waiter for eight years before the tech industry, which is crazy to think. But, um, you know, customer service is something I enjoy doing. In the tech industry, that's what I did, and that's what I do now, you know, not just get people on fish, but make them smile, make them enjoy their experience. And so hosted experiences is something I think that I want to put energy into and try to provide to people um, so that they can get, with a group of people that are like-minded that want to have fun that that sort of support that taco fly co experience you know fun good times no egos um uh and affordability right and that's the other part too is i i got to try to make sure i work with places where it's not too expensive and too crazy but um save your money let's get on a hosted trip always pay attention to what i got going on on instagram and on on my newsletters that's the other thing if you go to tacoflyco.com and you sign up there you can always be aware of what i got going on um guys i'm sort of over the social media man i ain't gonna lie i'm being I'm, i'm being honest like updating that Instagram and, and staying like and bringing the phone everywhere. And, and I'm just, I feel like I need a break and I actually did take a break and it's imperative that I do provide content. And believe me, I do love doing it. I love providing content to people and creating content and making videos and stuff like that. But I needed a break and I need a break. And, um, I don't know. I just wanted to bring it up because I feel like, I don't know, I, I've never really felt like social media has ruined anything for me. It's just that I I feel like we just need to go out fishing sometimes every once in a while and leave the phone at home, you know, or I, I don't know. Maybe just don't take a picture. I, I'm not trying to tell you how to do it. I'm just saying as a suggestion, I, I need to practice this myself, you know, in the moment and appreciate that moment more and appreciate that experience more. Obviously, like once you start, if I were to be like, you shouldn't even take out your phone out there, man, could just enjoy it, you know, I would just be like the people I don't like, which is them telling me what to do. I'm not trying to say that. I'm just saying like, it's just, you know, Instagram and Facebook and all those companies, they like change their algorithms and these things. And then if you're a certain type of uh, account, you're going to get more, more 
response. And I think they, they tailor to that. They're tailoring towards you're going to be a quote unquote successful account if you abide by our changes, if you make more videos, if you do that, if you do this. And it's just kind of lame because then you're at like their, you're at their, um, God, I can't think of the word right now, um, mercy uh, on your success of promoting your brand and your business or your account and your life and all that shit. But um, I don't know. I just thought like I wanted to just talk about it and mention it on the podcast because you're driving the, or you're working in your shop or you're doing something right now and you're thinking about things. Think about that when this podcast ends, you know, um, I, I, I want to break from from electronics. I'm going to try to start doing it more often and purposely. I got a guitar. I'm going to start playing guitar again. I'm going to write a song for y'all. I'm going to sing a song for you one day on this podcast. And that's something that I used to do back in the day. And like, you know, I spin records sometimes. I like to edit photographs. But that's like all with like electronics, you know. Like I want to get away from my electronics here and there. And I'm really excited. I got to see a sick-ass guitar. So I'm excited to start learning that and serenade my lady, play some songs for her, serenade my friends, make some jokes. I want to write some songs about fly fishing, man. And I won't talk like this when I'm actually singing because I like it when I have a deep voice and I can play a song to this voice. Sometimes if you just strum me some music and chords there, then we can talk about some, you know, so I want to like actually make some stuff that's fun and funny and just get away from the phone. So, um, so I don't know, guys, that's pretty much it. I, I just wanted to provide an update on what's going on. I would love to have some more people onto the podcast. I do plan that. Um, thank you for listening. It's 37 minutes in. It's a long one, but uh, it's just a quick update here. Much love to all you that have continued to listen to the Anchor Up and Chill podcast. Holla at your boy. Let's go fishing. Um, send me some music, guys. I'm always down to listen to new music. I want to show, show uh, more people some more music, too. Um, I think that's what I'm going to do next time is actually have an episode about what are you listening to when you're out on the river. And right now, this is a song. Let's see if you could hear it. Um, this guy's actually really rad. Uh, let's see. It's not playing. Anyways, maybe I'll play it. Uh, there's actually also the licensing thing I can't play. But anyways, if you haven't had a chance... Play some Dwayne Eddy. Um, it's actually really sick. Uh, lots of Charlie Crockett for the ladies, uh, Ashley and Lisa. You all remember when we started playing Charlie Crockett on opening day, we were shredding. And uh, oh, Hoyt Axton's awesome. Um, who else is out there uh, that I'm really liking? The Menaheen Street Band, they're also cool. Talking Heads, I'm just looking at Black Sabbath. Always love Black Sabbath. Um, they're the best. Actually, it's my like favorite brand ever in the planet of the earth. Otis Redding, that's my dude. Um, who else we listen to? So yeah, send me some music, y'all. Uh, Jason Joshua, contemporary like oldies, uh, uh, Bariquin, uh, uh, fiesta music. Um, much love, everybody. Be well. Take care of yourself. Hug your friends, and put the phone away every once in a while and look in the sky, and appreciate the view. All right, y'all. See ya.